Thanks for listening to the KC Morning Show. Folks, ladies and gentlemen, uh, my next guest tonight is with us to perform the number one song in the country, which appears on the number one album in the country, the soundtrack to the movie Dangerous Minds. Folks, it's a real pleasure to welcome along with LV and the New York Boys Choir, Coolio. Yeah. New York Boys Choir in the house. LV in the house, check it out. As I walk through the valley of the shadow of death, I take a look at my life and realize there's nothing left. Cause I've been blasting and laughing so long that even my mama thinks that my mind is gone. But I ain't never crossed a man that didn't deserve it. Me be treated like a punk, you know that's unheard of. You better watch how you're talking and where you're walking. Or you and your homies might be lying in trouble. I really hate the trip, but I gotta low. As they croak, I see myself in the pistol smoke. Fool, I'm the kind of G the little homies wanna be like on my knees in the night, saying prayers in the street line. Been spending most of They got me facing I can't live a normal life I was raised by the state So I gotta be there with the hood team Too much television watching Got me chasing dreams I'm an educated fool with money on my mind Mac 10 in my hand and a gleam in my eye I'm a locked out gangster, set tripping banger And my homies is down so don't arouse my anger Fool, death ain't nothing but a heartbeat away I'm living life through a dire What can I say? I'm 23 now, but will I live to see 24 the way things is going? I don't know. Tell me why are we so blind to see that the ones we hurt are you and me? Been spending most of But I don't know what's cooking They say I got to learn But nobody's here to teach me If they can't understand it How can they reach me? I guess they can't I guess they won't I guess they front That's why I got my hand on the pump, fool Been spending most of
Morning, hoes on the show today. Philip Brain and Harry Clinton back on your KC Morning Show. They are formerly with Spectacles Media. They've got a brand new format. I love it. So many videos, all the content. I'm so proud of these guys. We've been leaning in on independent media this week and man, we got some homies that are doing the Lord's work, which by the way, if you have not listened to yesterday's episode with the KC Defender and Ryan Sorrell, that is a must listen edition. You like that? That's mine now. Trademark. Rate, review, subscribe, do that thing you do. Kansas City, we got one more day. This is the home stretch. The Pitch Awards, that bad boy raps on the 30th, so we got to get your final votes in for best local podcast, which I would like to be us. I think it is us. Let's show Kansas City that that is us for a third time in a row. ThePitchKC.com for info. I'll insert the link in the show notes. That's all I got. It is a good day to be a Kansas Cityan. Always. Oh, I see you, Kitty. Kitty says hello. She's waving. Hi, Kitty. We'll see you in the morning. Bye. Fantastic ideas for a fantastic world. I make theological logical. The KC Morning Show. Back on your KC Morning Show, back by popular votes, because this is a democracy on this show. <laughs> Philip Brain and Harry Clinton, those are our democracy dudes with spectacles. I guess I was going to say spectacles media, but we got a little bit of a name change. Yep. Welcome back to the show, boys. Fill us in. What we got going on now? Yeah, so we were last on the show a few months back. We were talking about our newsletter that we had, Spectacles Media, about the news and why it matters for democracy. Since then, we've we've pivoted. We've now got a YouTube channel called Spectacles Democracy Matters. Basically, we like to say that we're sharing the stories that matter to democracy. What that means is we take an interesting story you probably haven't heard before, whether it's billionaires building floating cities on the ocean or the Korean cult that drove an assassin to kill Japan's longest serving prime minister. And we pair that with a little bit of commentary about what that interesting story can teach you about democracy. So when it comes to those floating cities, uh, what it teaches us about ambition in democracy and how it can sometimes be dangerous. And with that assassin in Japan, what it can teach us about how hard it is to separate church and state. Ultimately, you know, what we're trying to do is provide digestible, entertaining and informative stories. You know, you could watch while you're eating lunch that will help you better understand democracy, why it's important and, and the challenges it's facing today. 
See, and this is why I love talking to y'all because I come on this show and I soapbox and I say that democracy matters. It's important. In fact, it matters in the here and now. Like, this is go time. And I get laughed at and they say I'm just talking in the clouds. But I mean, you all understand and you're giving it to us in this super digestible way that it really does hit home. I mean, and I hope we can dig into this in a bit. I mean, look what's going on in Italy right now. I mean, right. like red flags everywhere. Russia's invasion in Ukraine, right? Every pundit, they all kept going back to this feels like World War II, but they wouldn't provide the context of what was going on that led to World War II. Like, you know, that lean towards authoritarianism and fascism right. and like, boys, that's happening now. You're 100% right there, and the people are laughing to get serious about the news because, I mean, it's not just Italy. If you look at a place like Sweden, a country where we normally think, like, okay, these are the folks that have got it figured out, right? You know, it's relatively equal society, strong democratic institutions, but they can't figure out how to open up and become a multi, truly multicultural society, multicultural democracy, which is the vision. And this, you know, anti-immigrant far-right party, which has literal neo-Nazi roots, manages to win a huge number of seats in their most recent election, right? So it's it's Italy, it's Sweden, it's Ukraine. We all know it's happening here, but it's happening everywhere. And so, yeah, people need to be paying attention. You're right on the money. We can say that we know that this is happening here, but like so many folks are just putting blinders on or they're leaning into it maliciously. You all give us what's going on. You give us your commentary. I guess as part of that commentary, do you have some solutions? Yeah, I mean, I wish there was a secret formula. I, I don't think that there <laughs> right. is exactly, but I think it's it's a matter of solidarity and having a, a front of people who care, right? From the from the grassroots organizing level to people who are putting out the information and you know working together. I think, and we've seen right, like for example, right next door in Kansas, right after the Dobbs decision, you saw people get on the ground, put the pedal to the metal, and they secured that vote against the constitutional amendment that would have made abortion illegal, right? People stuck with each other. They put out some real good political ads, activist groups organizing. That's one way, right? And it's at the state level. And you know, it's, it goes up from the local level to the state level to the federal level, perhaps insofar as there's a path, that would be what it is. This is what I would say about that. Do we have any answers? The thing about democracy, the thing that's great about democracy is if you really believe in democracy, you have to admit that no one person's got the answers. And democracy is a game of collective action. It's a game of putting a bunch of different people with different skills together. And I think in this case, what Harry and I are doing, what Spectacles provides you, the viewer, whoever watches our videos with, isn't so much solutions. It's more knowledge of what's going on. A lens of, okay, maybe I should think about this in a way that centers democracy. And once you do that, once you start doing that, once you get people talking about issues in that way, then there are other people that come in and they say, okay, I've got this idea, or I've got this idea, or I've got this idea. And that's not quite where we're standing, but we hope that we can help those people reach those conclusions, I guess, is what I'd say. What are we missing right now? Is it what's going on in Italy? Is it Sweden? Help us sort through some of this. So on Tuesday, there was the state funeral for Shinzo Abe, Japan's longest serving prime minister ever. Back in July, he was assassinated. We did a video about this. Uh, this is something that probably folks in the U.S. heard about for a day or two and then sort of stopped hearing about unless they're news junkies. You probably know that the prime minister was assassinated back then and then you kind of forgot about it, blah, blah, blah. 
But what most Americans probably don't know is the real backstory to this assassination. We usually think of political assassinations. You kill a prime minister, you probably had some political motive. But in this case, the guy didn't. Actually, he had a personal grudge against a religious organization called the Unification Church. Turns out it's really a cult that his mother had donated almost a million dollars to because she'd been scammed out of it ruined his family. Turns out that this same cult has huge political influence around the world, including in the U.S., where it's had really close ties to the Republican Party for a long time. You had an anecdote about Yeah, this. about in 2004, a bunch of people together in a literal Senate office building and crowned the church's founder and so-called prophet. They crowned him and his wife the like king and queen of world peace, which should set off like all kinds of alarm bells, right? About how people feel about like kings and queens and also about, you know, church and state kind of stuff going on. So in Japan, this gets all aired out by Abe's assassination. All of a sudden, public opinion takes this wild turn against Abe and his party. And we just thought that it, it raises some tough questions about balancing the separation between church and state. I mean, think of it this way. We're all familiar with church and state. Separation of church and state is a watchword. But if you really ask the question, it gets kind of tricky. Who gets to be legally defined as a church with all the protections that come with it? When is church fundraising considered fraud, particularly in the American context? If one religion's establishment gets real close to one political party, is that OK? Or is that blurring the lines in an unacceptable way? And these aren't easy questions to answer because freedom of conscience is so important and because religion and politics are tightly woven together. But we have to think about them so that we don't see something as crazy as what happened in Japan, this assassination. Well, and I think, too, just as a way to maybe bring that home, we're in the midst of this drift towards authoritarianism. And I know we keep using fascism, which I think is one of the correct words, but I think we should also, we got to throw in theocracy into this as well, because right. we've got folks, you know, especially in the Republican Party now, you, you talk about these abortion bans that are literally rooted in this Judeo-Christian belief. That's theocracy, right. folks. This is how actual laws end up being made by the quote-unquote evangelical which what even does that mean anymore sounds to me like it's a power grab and now you got laws being made based off of what your religion says which might be completely different to mine and you're making exactly the kinds of connections that we're trying to make right it's like how do you navigate these problems and they're not just in any one society right so yes it's something that's happening in japan and we're dealing with our own manifestations of it and, here. and get this hartzell we also talk about this in the video there are right-wing think tanks in the u.s political think tanks that have been granted the status of religious organizations recently i mean Think about that. Meanwhile, all they're doing is advocating for certain political ends. Obviously, you know, that's crossing a line that we need to be thinking more seriously about. This is from WBUR. Right-wing think tanks are trying to become churches. The Family Research Council is one of them. It's about achieving certain IRS designations, right? So you can get like tax protection, the status that occupies this ambiguous space between like a church and like a political advocacy group. To me, it seems very disturbing. And so it's arguing that it fits the status for the IRS and it's not an isolated incident. Quoting from this article here, the Billy Graham Evangelistic Association in the mid-2010s focused on the family in 2016 and the Liberty Council in 2018 all applied for these designations, these special tax designations, which to me, it seems to be a, a serious twist of what the status of church would mean, but it's explicitly in, in the service of political advocacy, which seems like a problem. 
I mean, they're getting creative. This is they're using creative, yeah. this is using culture wars, leaning into culture wars as a guise for enacting theocracy, and to be able to do it tax free. And you know, Hartzell, if you're looking for a really good example of that, another video we did on our channel was about Viktor Orban. He's a politician in Hungary who basically has dismantled democracy there, all in the service of basically what he says are like Christian family values. He basically says he has to protect the Christian family from democracy. And so he's dismantled the effectiveness of the vote and taken away the rights of all kinds of LGBT people and others. It's a really similar story to what's happening in the US. Not to mention, get this, Steve Bannon, Donald Trump's political advisor, called this guy Trump before Trump. I mean, think about that for a second. And that really tells you just how important it is to pay attention to these stories, what's happening elsewhere and what we can learn for here. And when it comes to Orban, you've got folks like Tucker Carlson who are platforming right. this guy in the oh, U.S. Yeah. Trust your gut. If it walks like Mussolini and it talks like Mussolini, it's probably like Mussolini. My brothers, we could chat about this for hours, days. I love talking to you guys. This is why I'm so happy to have you all back on the show. The January 6th hearings. Talk about mm. democracy being on the line. I am someone who believes that they've been very effective. If we do it right, this could change the way you do congressional hearings going forward. Do you think it has made any waves? What do you think? Yeah, I mean, I would say my expectations going into it were actually not that high. But from what I have seen of them and from what I understand, it's combined political theater, which is a necessary evil of politics, you got to get people watching, right, with a serious investigation into one of the most disturbing events of, of recent American history. And it's been very effective. I know there's one more hearing that's just got postponed because of the hurricane in Florida, which makes sense. But we'll have to see what it comes to ultimately. But insofar as it's like a, a public investigation that, that should, you know, allow the Democratic body politic to see what happens. I hope it has an impact. And we'll see maybe how it dovetails with the investigation the DOJ is doing right now, the raid on Mar-a-Lago and everything that people are paying attention to. Yeah, I think it's been an effective use of people's platforms to both create a, a spectacle, as it were, that is also a serious investigation into wrongdoing. So we'll close out with this then, fellas. What's on your radar? What you're reporting on? You tell us. What you should be watching out for if you care about global democracy, the next big thing is presidential election in Brazil, where you have Jair Bolsonaro, the president who is absolutely in the vein of a Trump or an Orban or these new guys in Sweden and Italy. And it could be spooky because he's trying some of the same tactics that Trump tried with the 2020 election with his election. It's not clear that the military is, is properly independent under him. So I would say you should be paying attention to that. It's a big country and it's an important country. And so in terms of global democracy i think that's the next thing that i'm paying attention to i don't know about you philip yeah i'd say the same thing philip brain harry clennon thank you immensely for what you do i hope you understand how much i've enjoyed this conversation you're stuck with me now you're gonna have to come back on the show Happy to be. thank you for having us Hartzell. where can folks go to find you one more time plug the handles yeah. plug the page the new video the new content you got it. Our website is still up, spectacles.news. All of our videos are posted there. The channel is called Spectacles-Democracy Matters, if you want to look it up. Twitter, Spectacles Media. I think those are the main ones. Hop on YouTube, search Spectacles Democracy. You're going to find us. Democracy Matters, boys, and uh, I believe that we will win. Thank you for everything you do. Thank you, Arthur. Come on, your friends and workers. 
a tale I tell to you of how we built the union. You call the enemy.